entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. show, Lewis played Accompany Me, the great song by Bob Seger, and I told you that this song, Man Eater by Hall and & Oates, and Accompany Me by Bob Seger were both in a movie, the one movie I saw over the 12-day vacation that I absolutely loved. I didn't like it. I loved it. And uh, the movie is entitled No Hard Feelings. You got to see this. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence looks great in this movie. I got to say, I'm not a well. I am. I'm a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan. I'll admit it. Fine, I am. She married my friend from college. Is that true? Yeah. Are they still married? Yeah. No kidding. Uh huh. Well, there's pictures of her on the internet that I'm sure your friend from college isn't happy about. But (laughs) so she's in this movie, and uh, Matthew Broderick is is in the movie. He's very good. Long story short, she um, this very wealthy couple pays her a lot of money to kind of show the ropes to their 19-year-old son who's about to go to Princeton but hasn't experienced anything. He sits in his room all day. He's on his phone, never had a girl, never had any fun. So they pay her a lot of money to do it, and I guess you can figure out what happens next. No Hard Feelings, Jen Lawrence and Matthew Boderick, great movie. Anyway, that is the voice of uh, who I consider to be the biggest pro-Israel voice in the world. That's a lot because you've got Noah out there, Tishby, you've got... A lot of other folks, but I think you, Lizzie Savetsky, I, I have crowned you as uh, our hero. So good morning to you and Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. And that is a very high compliment. And <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pressure. I'll, thank you. Uh, yeah, no pressure at all. I'll thank you, and I'll, uh, I'll accept it with very humbly. You and your husband. Of course, I met your husband, Dr. Ira first, and he's a sweet man, a terrific doctor. And uh, if you want new breasts, call Dr. Iris Avesky. <laughs> he did mine, actually. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> he did. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yep. That's funny. Um, so I want to get to the uh, the Netanyahu stuff right off the bat. Uh, it seems that a lot of Israelis are uh, upset with Bibi. Uh, there have been protests like we're seeing here in the streets of New York, these low lives, these pro-Palestinians. They're having those protests in Israel as well, but they're not pro-Palestinian. They're anti-Netanyahu. Now, let me just tell you, I'm on record saying I love Bibi. There's no question 
that him and his people uh, got job. They did a terrible job. Somehow Hamas and Iran and all these countries figured out a way to do what they did, and that's a blemish on Netanyahu's record. There's no question about it. But I do love the guy, and I'm a little surprised that the people there in Israel who want the hostages out are holding that against him. When, if you're going to be honest about this, that's a Hamas thing. It's not a Netanyahu thing. Any thoughts on the protest from Netanyahu in Israel? I And so even before October 7th, I have always stood firm in that I am an American Jew. I'm not an Israeli, and it's important for me to support Israel unconditionally. And so I, um, you know, I, I don't have I, – I support Israel. I support their leader, and that's where I stand. And I can't pretend to understand how it must feel to be an Israeli right now after going through October 7th. And so I can't put myself in their shoes and understand – the pain that they must feel, the betrayal that they must feel, and so I, I really don't have an opinion. That's fair. No, that's that's, that's, a, that's a very fair answer. Well, talking about the pain, Mia Shem was the first video that we saw in terms of Hamas and the hostages, and she's a beautiful girl beautiful. in her early 20s, beautiful. And, um, you know, I remember coming on the air, Lizzie, before you and I became friendly, before your husband was even here, and these guys can, can, can uh, actually attest to this. October 9th, two days after the attacks. And I said, right now, I'm sick about the girls mm-hmm. they are holding hostage. I swear to God, Lizzie. And I said to Lou and Justin that day, I said, they got to be raping these girls 20, 30, 40 times a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will talk about the Times article that all of a sudden came to the conclusion I made months ago, a couple of weeks ago. So Shem is on video. Mm-hmm. Her arm is basically blown off. And she's saying, ah, you know, they're treating me very nicely, but I want to come home. Yeah. And they let her go. And I figured they would never let her go because she's an attractive female, and they pick girls specifically for rape. She had to be one of those. But they let her go, and now she's got kind of conflicting stories last week about what she went through. Tell me about that. So initially, Mia had said that she was treated well. um, After I'm sorry, in her hostage video, she said, obviously, whatever they had told her to say. I'm sure she was reading a script. But immediately upon release, she had said that they treated her well. They gave her food. And, you know, well, she also made the point that she was not being held by the Hamas terrorists, that, that they handed over to some family. family. Right? Yes. She saw a mommy, a daddy, and yeah. kids, and yeah. they treated her like one of their kids. Well, that's what she had said, and I think she was probably, you know, just coming out of the most horrendous trauma of her life and brainwashed to the degree that she wanted to appease her, her captors so that she would be able – and she also probably knows that – a lot of the people that she said goodbye to that are st- still currently being held hostage, she doesn't want them to suffer because of what she says. So whatever she had said initially, I don't think that we can take at face value. She then came out and started to tell what it was really like, how they tortured her, how the psychological warfare, how they were giving the kids candy in front of her, and she was sitting and watching the kids while she's starving to death, they treated her like an animal. Mm. They operated on her, a veterinarian operated on her with no anesthesia. And he said mm. to her, she, she said in this latest video that when she was yelling from pain, that he told her he was going to shove her down in the tunnel if she didn't shut up. Oh, my God. And so we were seeing, and she said every single person in Gaza is, and this is a, a very liberal girl who had, you know, she, she works at a tattoo parlor. She's not... Um, you know, she's not some right-wing fanatic, like you said. Like me, right. She got she, a little wink there from Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. she, no, so, she, you know, but for her to come out and say every person in Gaza is a terrorist, I was, I started to look around. I realized 
There are children here. There's a mom here. There's women here, and they so, are they're complicit in holding me correct. hostage. I've been saying so that for from her day to have one that too. Realization, uh, you know. I'm glad she said it because yeah, she I, can say it. She can speak to it. She yeah, was there. She said she called it a Holocaust, and she said there are no exact quote was there are no innocent people in that are in Gaza. And I've been saying that for months. My own daughter Ava wants to kill me. Because I don't have a lot of sympathy for even women, children, civilians. I don't want to see kids die. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good-hearted person, exactly. But the idea they're innocent when they're being taught in the second grade to hate and kill the Jews is just not true. Yeah. They're innocent babies, but they are going to be trained to kill us. I'm not okay with that. So we got to be careful when we, when we categorize Palestinians as innocent because well, eventually you know, they're not. And all the ones that are held in Israeli prisons that are under the age of 18, that's one of the arguments people will say. They're, they're holding our children captive. It's like, no, those are children who have been, you know, caught trying to stab Jews, trying to kill Jews, because this is the only ideal that they've been taught since they were old enough to even have a thought. So, so what exactly, when, when we see these uh, pro-Palestinians, and just so you know, Lizzie, I don't pay attention to them anymore. Right. Uh, maybe if I was trying to fly to Florida yesterday and they were <laughs> holding up Kennedy Airport, it may have annoyed me, to be right. honest. But to me, they become a joke. They're a joke. I, they actually made me nervous way back when. That right. first Bay Ridge parade with 5,000 parade, rally with 5,000 people. I'm like, oh, my God, they're coming to kill me. At this point, I laugh at them. They're a joke. They, they're just they're embarrassing themselves. But, but what exactly are they out there uh, protesting when we just made the comments, which Mia Shem made, which is, are there really any innocent people uh, that are Palestinians? What are they protesting? Well, you know, they're all feel. I think they all are just looking to be a part of something. Um, these are people that are really just lost souls that are, you know, these aren't the majority of protesters aren't Palestinian people. So why are they jumped on board with this cause? It's really a matter of it's the oppressed versus the oppressor and. In their narrative, the, the Jews are the and the Israelis are the oppressor, and therefore every act against them is an act of resistance, no matter if it's rape, kidnapping, you know, as as brutal, burning families alive. This is they stand by this, and it's really sick because this is the PR twist that they and you know I credit at Iran and uh, and the the Palestinian leadership for doing an amazing job with PR to get all of these useful idiots on board with their cause. It's a, you know, you just said I credit them for doing an amazing job. You know, Trump says stuff like that, and they go, oh, my God, he hates the Jews. <laughs> uh, and well, well, he would say something like, well, Putin's not stupid. Oh, my God, he thinks Putin's smart. But he's right. You know, you don't yeah, want. Yeah, these people don't get to where they are by but being, being idiots. stupid. Exactly. But, being, but being smart and being evil uh, th- that combination is the most lethal of combination. Of course, and sometimes that's hand-in-hand. Hand. Adolf Hitler was a very, very exactly. bright man, but, of course, he was a, a monster. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the sexual uh, depravity going on there, and I have not heard Nia Shem, thank God, come out and talk about any of it. Surprise, but thank God. But the New York Times did run a story last week, and you made a great appearance on Newsmax mm-hmm. talking about it, talking about all the sexual horrors. And, again, uh, part of the reason why I brought up what I said on October the 9th was, I've been talking about that from day one. Why did it take these other news outlets and newspapers? I know you said in your Instagram video, which I watch every day, you're brilliant, better late than never. But, no, that's not good enough for me. The New York Times has been an anti-Semitic rag dating all the way back to Hitler and World War II. They should have written this two months ago. Why does it take these people that long to come to something we knew about on October the 8th? Well, you know, I had just actually read something about the New York Times during the Holocaust and their stance and. 
So it was, I read that the, the Jewish owners at the time didn't want to print the truth about what was happening during the Holocaust because they thought that it would bring more hate towards Jews in America, which I thought was an interesting perspective and not one that I really get, but okay. And, you know, I think in this situation, their excuse is that they wanted to, to do all this research. And that's what the detractors on my Instagram post were saying that, you know, this was a very well-written article that took time to investigate. And while I respect that, a news outlet has a responsibility to report the news and they can later then go and do their deep investigation. Sure. But for all these months, for, you know, we're talking almost three months. They were completely silent on this issue while the U.N. women has been silent on this issue. And it's just, you know, we need they have a responsibility to report the truth. And unfortunately, this story, I believe, didn't fit their narrative until it was too overwhelmingly true for them to ignore it any longer. And then they had to go with it. Um, And, you know, rape should never be used as an act of war. I thought the article was actually incredibly well done. Oh, it's great. I just on October 9th, it would have been great. Yeah, it should have been. It should have been. And we've and we've had this. We've had all of this footage. We've had all of the testimonies for a long time. So there was no reason that it should have taken as long as it did. And again, they could have done an initial report that was more brief and then done the in-depth report. I don't know why they didn't do that. You were just, I believe you were just in Israel again. I know you were actually there on October the 7th, which is really uh, creepy. Yeah. But uh, you were back, I believe, during the break, right? No, no, I wasn't. I I, I think maybe I just had posted something from there. Um, I've only, I didn't go back yet, but I plan to. I just need to you know, find time when I'm not fighting anti-Semitism in America. Yeah. I'd love to go back. Well, you take a lot of heat on your Instagram page. I, I uh, commend you for that. You. Uh, I actually am jealous sometimes because I want them to come at me <laughs> because I would love to, you know, just, just talk to some of these animals. Uh, but they don't do that because I guess maybe a little more intimidating. I don't know what the reason is. But uh, you do a tremendous job and you continue to be fearless. I mean, at any point have you become intimidated over the last couple of months? No, I'm not scared at all because I know that I have the truth on my side and I would do anything for my people. And I just think about our soldiers on the front lines of battle and we don't have time for fear. We don't have room for that. So, you know, I do believe I'm a religious person and I believe that, uh, you know, my faith, my amuna, the Hebrew word is going to carry me through this. And, you know, the, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't, you know, Maimonides said that, it doesn't, you know, the truth is the truth, no matter how many people believe it. Even if the whole world doesn't believe the truth, it doesn't make it less true. And even if the whole world does believe it, it doesn't make it any more true. And that's how I feel. You know, the truth is the truth. And I will continue to fight for it and, and uh, expose it. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you have any confidence, as we wrap this great conversation up, any confidence that uh, some of these remaining hostages, which I believe is still in excess of 100 in number, will be brought home? Or do you think at this point they're either dead or will wait past any negotiations? I think that if they were dead, we would know because we've been getting reports about from the IDF about people that have passed in captivity. Well, because they found him on the streets, basically. Yes, but I, I mean, I hold, I, I do hold out hope because for Hamas, the only real leverage that they have is the hostages. And so I, I really have to hold on to hope until we have any proof otherwise to me in my, in my mind and heart, they're alive. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to give up on that. I said the first time I was on your show that my number one priority is, is saving every life possible. Every every single one of these lives is precious and, you know, is truly the entire world to, to the Jewish nation and to Israel, and we're going to do whatever we can. Talking about these lives being precious, we've lost now, Lizzie, about 170 yeah. of the IDF soldiers. <laughs> and while they're pulling out thousands of troops mm-hmm. from the south by Gaza, uh, partly that is because of the real situation going on in the north. Right. We're now between Hezbollah, uh, you've got the Houthi, you've got Iran, you've got, you got Yemen, all these other countries. Now it looks like the fear of fighting this war on two fronts mm-hmm. is becoming a serious reality. Yes? And the north is much more terrifying in, in a lot of ways because of the the sophistication of the weapons and you know, my friend who flew in and performed at our Hanukkah party, Noam, has been based on the border of Lebanon since this war began. Right. He performed at my son's third birthday that when we were in Israel, you know, uh, just the week before October yeah. 7th. And so I get reports from him, and he's lost several friends um, oh. in this war. And, you know, it, it's a it's a major fear. Hezbollah is not, you know, and you know, I'm glad that Israel is awake and their military is awake uh, and they're, you know, the – you don't want to mess with the IDF, and I believe that we're going to be able to, to do everything we have to do. We also have God on our side. I believe we do, too, and uh, Trump, too, which will matter in about nine Wait, months. Wait, I wanted to ask you. Do you yeah. th- what, uh, I had a question for you. I'm going to just ask you on air. Go ahead. Put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, is there any chance that Trump would choose Nikki Haley as his running mate? You guys are friends. We just had that conversation oh, me, in which, Larry, it's so funny you bring that up literally 25 minutes ago when – uh, for the history, for folks that don't know, she walked out of the White House mm-hmm. uh, when Trump needed her most. She walked out, basically stabbed him in the back, and she has spent the majority of her campaign climbing to number two now ahead of DeSantis behind Trump, really bashing Donald Trump. So that question on the surface seems ridiculous. But yet, yet, it is becoming a reality. Yeah. More and more people are reporting that Trump and Haley may be a real deal. Now, look, he wants to win. Yeah. He's up big in the polls right now, and there is no question of all the other Republican candidates, especially suburban housewives, <laughs> Nikki Haley gives him his best chance. I love Nikki Haley. I'm not a Oh, suburb- you do? I'm a New York City housewife, but no. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, that word housewife is a little bit too yeah, don't triggering use that. right now. Don't use that. Right, but, yeah, right. But I- you and Siggy Flicker, she <laughs> hates that word. Yeah, but 
No, I, I happen to love Nikki Haley. I find her to be a voice of reason. I love her st- strong stance on Israel. And, you know, she was the first candidate to come out and say that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism, um, which, you know, for me, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm a yeah. single-issue voter at this point. And I, Israel. She, yeah, and I, I trust her. And I, I, I also find her stance on uh, abortion to be extremely reasonable. You know, I, from even my social issues, I like her. Yeah. So. So you want to see a Trump Haley ticket? I wouldn't listen. I I don't know. I, listen, I've never you know come out and been a Trump supporter, right? Uh, but I but wouldn't. But Haley, it real easy, if Haley right? was on the ticket, <laughs> yeah. it would it would entice me. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah. let's get it done then, Donald. I hope you're listening. Uh, it's great to see you. <laughs> Happy New Year, and I uh, look forward to many great conversations in 2024, and hopefully. Peace uh, at some point. We're nowhere near it, but peace at some point uh, in Israel and around the world. And the best to you and Dr. Ira and all your beautiful kids. And my friend Juliet, is she still like that anymore? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's no competition. I mean, yeah, it's actually very creepy, but that's fine. Daughters and their dads, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) She's very cute. You're all great. Thank thank you. you. We love you, Sid. Thank you so much. We love you, too. That's uh, the great Lizzie Savetsky. Make sure you follow her right now. Trust me, it's the best Instagram follow if you care about Israel and the uh, Israel-Hamas war. Nobody better than at Lizzie Savetsky. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at gobble law.com. Gobble law, where winning is no accident.